Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right, guys, I believe I'm in the locker room, but I want to know if you can hear me. Can you guys tell me in the chat if you can? And if so, I'll put somebody up. We can start talking while we wait for Sherrod. I do hear there some stuff. Nice. Sherrod, there we- are you there? Yep, I'm here now. What's up, buddy? Um, So uh, that was a fun show. We had Jeff Goodman on, um, who angers people, but that's great because that's what Jeff Jeff does, and that's why we love it. Uh, Sherrod, if you haven't already, give it a tweet to your followers. Um, And um, so I'll just let everybody in here know, a lot of people flooding into the room. Um, We're going to, you know, we're going to have you guys uh, join us in the conversation here. Uh, but when I do uh, uh, put you up there, just mute yourself if you don't mind until we call your name. Um, that, way, that way we can, uh, you know, just everybody uh, who is talking, it'll be nice and quiet and clean. Uh, so just keep yourself muted until we call your name and then jump in there. But uh, we got a lot of people already here uh, lining up to speak, so we will get to them. But Sherrod, first, um, anything here uh, to address the crowd? Um, as we kind of get this show get this show started, I'm I'm just getting to that point where all these just badass losses are just numbing. Like I don't even feel that that I'm starting to not feel the anger and, and piss offedness that these losses normally incur, and that's that's bad. I hate that feeling. Um, it's just it's just frustrating as hell right. watching this team play. Yeah, we're we're over one. The first person I put up there did not mute. So again, guys, please mute when we put you up there. It is frustrating. I, I'll ask the people out there, and again, uh, you're already flooding the chat with uh, comments. But uh, you know, are you mad? Are you sad? Are you you're drained? Have you lost the will to fight? Like I don't know what it is anymore. I'm I'm pretty. Uh, I, I barely have like I can barely muster the energy to be angry anymore uh, over this stuff. It's just depressing at this point. Very depressing. Um, all right, let's bring in. We've got some new people in the room, so we're going to try a few people out here. Um, I just brought up Christian. Christian, what's going on? Hey, hey how are you guys? How's it going? Pretty good. Um, so I, I like the conversation you guys have with Jeff and about you know picking between a player or or the coach has to go. I kind of I'm kind of leaning on the side of the coach. And I and I hate saying that because I really do like Brad, but I just don't know like what are kind of the options for, you know, guys out there that could, like, try to get a former player or you know what do you guys think? Uh, Sherrod, there's a lot of Sherrod, take it. there's a lot of, yeah. yeah yeah I mean there, there's a there's a lot of different directions uh, they can go. I mean if you're looking at a former player. Uh, Looking at it, Chauncey Billups wouldn't be a bad option. A guy like Sam Cassell certainly comes to mind. Um, if you're looking for a more subtle uh, modification and adding a, a really good, tough, gritty assistant, you know, Kendrick Perkins is someone I wouldn't be shocked if he his name came up in conversations in the offseason. Um, but the, at some point, they have to figure out what do we want the identity of this team to be? 
And who's the best leader at making that happen? And if they think Brad is the one but just needs a little bit of tweaking with his staff, then you make that change. If they think that Brad's just not the guy and you need to make a, a major overhaul and bring in someone with a different voice who can bring you a little bit closer to where you believe this team should be, then you do that. But something has to change between now and the beginning of next season, even if it's a subtle nuance where you add another assistant or is it a major overhaul where you you know make a coaching change. But they, they can't – we can't see them roll out things as they are now a year from now because that to me that's a recipe for a disaster yeah and again i i feel bad too Sherrod, because again i think this is what we talked about on the show it's not a matter of um the it, it, brad being a bad coach and i think that's what everyone he's talks not. about he's a very good he's coach. not he's a very good coach and most people and again we even said if the celtics fire him you know it's again you break up with your girlfriend she's gonna be she's gonna she's gonna be dating somebody within seconds you know like it's not you know brad williams brad williams brad steve is gonna have um a ton of offers and a ton of opportunities if they part ways it's literally just simply accepting the fact that i mean look when you can't fire the players you fire the coach and sometimes it's i don't know why brad but these guys uh, you, you've lost these guys, and, and it is what it is. It might be collectively the players' faults, the stars' faults, but what are you going to do? You got Tatum and Brown under contract. They're immensely talented. You assume they're going to mature. It also just could be timing. At this point in their careers, it just wasn't the right fit. Who knows? It was in the early part of their careers. Maybe it would be again later. At this moment in time, for some reason or another, the leaders of your team are not buying into whatever it is that you're selling, and it's affecting the the product and the trickle down effect to the rest of the to the rest of the team is is obvious. So um, let's bring in. Is it pre or pre? Pre a. Pre a. Pre a. What's going on, pre a? What's going hey, on, guys? Uh, what's up? What's up, John? You're on to something when you said that it might not be he might not be the right coach for for the right for this time for this time period. You know, I totally agree. Remember back when the Warriors made that change. Yeah. You know, when they made that change so to Mark Jackson, Steve Kerr? Steve Kerr, right. Yep. Exactly that situation right now. We have our, – our our ceiling is the conference finals. We're not we're not a finals team this time. I mean, I don't even know if we're a playoff team, to be honest with you, right now. But um, Brad has lost the locker room, and it's obvious. We have no identity. We don't even know what to expect when, when, we, when they play. We need a guy like Achante Billups, like Ishrod said. We need a guy like Sam Purcell. We need a guy like maybe even a Mark Jackson, maybe even a Jeff Van Gundy, someone, an old school guy. We need somebody that's going to demand a culture, who's going to demand the very best from every single player every single night. And if they don't get that, then you're on the bench. You know, someone who, you know, I know you, I know you love Romeo, uh, John. I know you love Romeo. But, you know, to be honest with you, you know who gives energy every t- single time he plays more than every every other every other single player that plays in? It's Neesmith. Neesmith gives. I would honestly, I would honestly play Neesmith twenty five minutes, and I, I I I just love his energy. He I know he doesn't he doesn't put up any shots. I know he doesn't do you know he's not that careful with the ball those type of things. But but he brings energy, and I feel like he he picks up the energy just like Pritchard. You know Pritchard, they're hungry to play. Grant's not hungry to play. Grant, I, I first of all, I don't know what Grant is. Really he might just be honest with you. No, <laughs> I don't know what Grant is really good at. To be honest with you, Grant, 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 Grant. I know Grant can hit, hit his open Damn. threes occasionally, occasionally. But at at the same time, though, 
Grant, Grant, you know, we all know Grant's not going to be in the league for much longer. We all know that. We all know he's not. Osley's not going to be in the league for much longer. How do you have a player play like Samuel Osley play eight minutes in, in, in a starting lineup? I, I just think yeah, we were talking about that. That I, I and it's, I'm so glad you brought that up, Priye, and hang in here. We could hear, hear a little more from you here, but um, I'm so glad you brought that up because I texted that to the group earlier. I'm like, because I I was running around a little bit and I missed the very very start, first minute or two of the game, mm-hmm. and and I just wasn't fully paying attention. And then I just I was like, oh, Ojale started, and then I just looked back and I was like, he never played again. I was like, so this this is perple- so perplexing to me because we were talking about these lineup dart throws that Brad has where it's just like, I don't know, let's try this guy today. And then goes and then realizes immediately that was terrible. Or he'll start a lineup and they go down 18 points in the first quarter. And then he comes back and starts the second half with the same lineup. And, and so some of the stuff is really perplexing. It's like, you know, we, I, I, I feel for him because you've got a whole bunch of guys. You don't know if any of them work, but at the same time, it seems like he has no plan. Um, so I never really know. I never really know what's happening there. As far as the Romeo Nismith stuff goes, look, I was bullish on Romeo because it was an unknown and a wild card, and I do believe that they still have expectations for him. It's it's hard to watch him right now. Offensively, he's just not making the most of his opportunities. He has to be more aggressive there. I still think he plays defensively well, but he does look like he's sleepwalking at times. Uh, Nismith, I like the energy too, but he's just a mess, and the game's moving a little bit too fast for him. But I think actually what's funny is Nismith's actually – it looked like Romeo had won the Romeo Neesmith battle, and it looks like Neesmith is kind of fighting his way back in here. I don't know if any of them will get any playoff minutes if there is a playoffs, but I don't know. It's uh, it, John. It's, let me let me piggyback on what you just said right there. Let me let me just yeah. say this right. The past few games, have you been watching the improvement of Neesmith? He is more comfortable. I'm not saying he is the savior. I'm not saying he's a, he's there yet at all. But he's getting more confident, and that's all we need him to be is being more confident. When he gets used, did you see? I know he scored two points, right? But I, I know everybody knows who I'm talking about. Where he 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 got a triple dribble handoff with Cornet. He held a defender on his back and shot a floater. Did, could, could could he ever have done that to start the season? Ever? Ever? This man, he's he's getting more confident. So I I, I don't understand like. Why, why, you know, why not throw him out there? Why not throw 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 three or four plays out there and get him on uh, on get, get him get him going on on some screens or get him, you know, an wide open threes? I know he gets some threes here and there, but I feel like Brad never really goes to him. He never really goes to him for you know in, in, in those times we need to hit a hit a shot. Like we went eleven for forty nine from from three, right? This is a time when they're leaving us wide open. This is when Neesman should be playing. This is when Cornette should be playing. Why are you going to, 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 to Tristan Thompson, back to, back to Tristan Thompson all the time when Cornette's been dominating the game? Well, I, I, just, I just don't understand it. And this last point, I'll, 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 leave, it, I'll leave it at this, but last point, when they're at the um, – when they're, they're, um, Schwarzenegger was, was going to miss the free throw on purpose, tell me why you have Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, 6'3", lining up with, with the bigs. Why not put a cornet in there? Why not put a taco in there? Just 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 for a tip and for any just for anything. Just for it just makes sense. It that was sense. It, yeah. That that we we were uh, actually in, in my house with me and my son. We were talking about that. Uh, why that didn't happen? Because if there was ever a situation where having a seven foot five, seven foot six guy on your roster could help you, 
That was it. Exactly. That was it. Um, now, does that mean that they would have grabbed the tip in and put it back in? No, but damn it, I feel a little bit better about my a seven two and a seven six guy out there in that situation uh, than basically your starting point guard <laughs> on the block. I mean, it's it's. I understand Brad has tr- has you know a high level of trust for you know some of his guys, and it's it's different with every guy, and I get that. But sometimes, I mean, you just gotta you just gotta let physics run its course. I mean, we need a rebound. You're seven foot six. You're seven foot two. We have just a few ticks on the clock left. Yep, I think this is where I'm just gonna roll the dice and, and just go with one of the big men. Because listen, the thing is this: if that fails. You walk away, your fans will walk away feeling as though, well, he tried. He tried to do something that made sense. It didn't work out, but damn it, they tried. And that that's what it feels like is not happening as much. They're not making the decisions that show that there's effort involved in doing the right thing. Um, we, again, we can sit up here and second-guess Brad till the, till the sun comes out. Uh, but the bottom line is the buttons that he is used to – hitting that work aren't working so you got to figure something else out and he hasn't really been able to figure that out with this team even when guys have been fully healthy they've had issues and and we mentioned this and i know jimmy uh jim and and just to let everybody know we've got some more people coming in the room because it looks like we've wrapped up uh our show on our um on our streaming platforms over on clns media for those of you who weren't on the post game show and i think you were Make sure you join us. Please subscribe. Um, you can find a link to our YouTube in my profile. Uh, also, a link to all of our Twitter handles in all of our profiles. So please follow us on Twitter. Follow us here on Locker Room. You'll be notified when we go live. I'm expecting Jimmy and Josue to jump in here and join the chat in a little bit. Uh, but, Sherrod, one of the things I know Jimmy talked about a bit, uh, when he and I mentioned, you know, used to kick this around. I feel like... Uh, you know, in the early days of Brad, and correct me if I'm wrong, and again, Sherrod, you know, we've been covering this team for a while, and obviously you were intimately close here covering them for NBC Boston, uh, you know, from really the beginning of Brad's tenure all the way through here. Um, there used to be so many things said about Brad. Genius. We trust him. He puts us in the best position to win. All of these platitudes, all of these things. I mean, and they meant it. But you couldn't go a game or two without hearing somebody saying something about kind of boy genius brad um that stuff we just don't hear it very often um at all anymore and i'm not saying that means they don't mean it you know oh you never tell me you love me anymore it doesn't mean you don't love them but it is weird that you don't hear that a lot or you don't knowing the players know they're social media savvy they have to hear that a lot of the stuff i mean jesus Jesus. we we said one thing about marcus smart and he picked it up and friggin made a big deal about it perk tweets something about tatum and immediately it's an issue there, there's no way they don't hear the fire Brad chatter that's out there. You would think if they fully supported him, there'd be a little bit more. We got the best coach in the game here, so it's up to us to you know go out there and execute the plan. I don't hear that a lot. Well, I mean, I think there's a couple reasons why you don't hear that a lot. I, I, the biggest reason is that when we were hearing those type of comments about Brad from players, from media, from from everyone. There was a very low bar for success. Expectations were simply be competitive. Give the team a chance to win. We know there's, there's limited talent, but find a way to win. And then you find a way in, one, in, in, a, in a cycle to wind up with Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, 
plus your number three picks in back-to-back years, uh, plus Marcus Smart, uh, plus Marcus Morris. And so that's a championship-caliber team. And when that didn't work, well, you know, there were the issues with Kyrie. Your young guys were even younger then. Again, all plausible excuses, but nonetheless are excuses. Now you have two All-Stars, both under the age of 25. You have a third guy who's been a four-time All-Star. Um, you, this, that is not a formula for a six, seven-seeded team. Uh, this team has not met the expectations that certainly others have for them. They haven't met their own expectations. And when you start, when that happens, people want to know why. People want to figure out what's the, what's the rationale why this team is so underwhelming. And inevitably, it's going to come back to the coach. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the accountability that people want for why this team is not better falling upon the shoulders of Brad. Now, is it all Brad's fault? No. But we've seen enough pro basketball, pro football, pro anything that ultimately, when a change of significance has to be made, more times than not, it's the coach that gets the boot. I, I still think Brad is a hell of a coach. I think he's a really, really good coach. And I think if the first step, if you can't go out and get a, an element of toughness to your roster, you need to get an element of added toughness to your coaching yep. staff. Um, and and again, to, me, that's the, to me, that's a short-term Band-Aid uh, type uh, solution to the problem. But at some point, they just have to play harder than they are. It's, it's that simple. Win or lose, that's what people want to see. They want to see a team that plays hard when they're on the floor, and that's not happening consistently enough. Yeah, and and it's that's again that that's the thing we keep pointing to. It's just not happening enough. And again, the fire, the the anti fire Brad crowd. Again, I think you know, and we've 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 discussed this a bit. I think kind of misses the point of the conversation. Is it's not. It, 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 not only is he not a bad coach, it may not be his fault. It just ultimately he's the easiest scapegoat. So you you know, and you might have to change if you have to change something. Sometimes it just has to be uh, the coach, and that's that's sadly uh, where they might be right now. Uh, let's bring in some more commenters. We've got a ton of people here who want to speak, but let's bring in Adem. What's up, how are boys? How's it going? Good, good, man. Did I say that all right, boys? I'm... Yeah, that's Adam. Adam, what's going on? Yeah. Not much, man. I'm calling from Australia, man. We love it. We've and... got a lot of you guys. Yeah. So after the OKC game, if you were Danny Ainge, wouldn't you just grab Grant Williams, Semi, and Romeo and tell them, look, boys, I'm taking you guys to Disneyland, but in reality, you're taking them to the woods and just leaving them there <laughs> because they are just beyond useless. Damn. Adam's talking about game this season. Damn. Oh, is there a oh, shot? Is there a me. shotgun in this equation too? Because it's getting pretty dark not. right now. Oh God! Yeah, just leave uh, them out I'll there and just let PG, them find their worry. way home. I'll keep a PG. Yeah. I'll keep a PG. Don't worry. But oh. wow, they are just useless. They got drilled today by G League players. Like, why so, are they on the team? Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing, Adam. I, I as first of all, you're, you're right. They did not play well. I mean, I think it's 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 obvious they didn't play well. But I can't put this on them. I mean, this team as a whole sucked ass in this game. Other than Peyton Pritchard, other than Jalen Brown, no one really played well for the Celtics. Uh, there were so many opportunities that so many guys had yeah. to make plays. And you're right. Those three guys, they def- I mean, th- th- no excuses. They definitely did not play well. I'm looking at the, you know, Ojale 
uh, had a minus eight plus minus, and he played freaking just eight minutes. That's pretty damn hard to do. Have one of the worst plus minuses in the playoffs. That's pretty damn I, hard. I understand to do. that. I understand that, but why do you have I, Romeo in your team? He does nothing. He is useless. He is absolute dog shit. <laughs> John, yeah, I like this dude. I like like this guy. He's useless. (laughs) He's useless. (laughs) You gotta defend your boy. What's up? Yeah, John, that's your dude. Who, Romeo? Yeah. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now now you don't know his name. Oh, uh, Romeo. Yeah, that's I can't stand him, man. So again, uh, so many Celtics fans defend him. All right, so it's I'm not no one knows him. him. That's why no one knows him. <laughs> I, again, I I have to be clear on my points with both Neesmith and Romeo. The reason behind wanting to play both of them more minutes is because I believe they have a pedigree and the chance to reach a, to have a higher ceiling than Semi Ojeley, Grant Williams, some of the other people who were playing significant minutes earlier in the year. I I don't I'll buy that. See that's my thought. Uh, I, so when I was on the Neesmith train, it had nothing to do with, I think Neesmith is ready to play now. It's let him learn, let him take some lumps, and maybe at the end of the year you might have something that resembles the type of basketball player you can use in certain spots versus a guy who's coming in and just looks kind of lost and out of sorts and isn't used to playing with in, uh, with starters or, 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 or you know, doesn't really know what he's supposed to be doing. I kind of thought the same with Romeo because I know he can defend, and I thought there's an element to his game where they might be able to work him in. He might be able to slash, go to the basket. They're dying for people to get in the paint, and I think he can do that. So I wanted to see it. We're obviously not seeing it yet. I'm still not out. I don't think either of those guys uh, on a snapshot view – are, are, are eventual superstars. Um, you know, I, I, it's not, I just don't think so. But I, I think we're pretty certain that other people, other players on this team, not only aren't ever going to be stars, they might not even be deserving of being on NBA roster. You just said it to them. Like, they lost to a bunch of G-leaguers. What's that say about you? You know, like, I don't, oh, know, that a lot of, I don't know that a lot of these people are on NBA I don't think a lot of these players are on NBA rosters after their contracts are up. That's on the Celtics right now. I've said it before. I'm, I, I don't know if Grant is. I don't know if Semi is. I, I just I, they might not be NBA players. And 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 if you look at it now, not only are they playing, Semi's averaging. And again, Semi's averaging seventeen and a half minutes a game. Grant nearly nineteen. That's legit. But that's why? Le- that's legit rotation. Well, one because they've been shorthanded all year. But two, it just that's shows a, you the more they play, the more you see the things they can't do. And that's why everybody's hating on these guys so much. Uh, and that's the issue, I think. Yeah, so, it is. I understand that. But you, you, you had Jabari Parker only play four minutes in the game. He would have destroyed the G League players. And that's going to tell you, you something, you too. Batman and Grant Williams, who can't do anything, just stands there. He probably, he's probably eating KC right now. Just, ouch. I think – Adem, thank you. Um, it is I, what it is. No, I think uh, I think Jabari. I think they were worried about the athletic teams the last couple of days with him just kind of running circles around him. But why do you think Sherrod zero from Jabari today? I, you know what? I, I think that has a lot to do with it. And I, and to be to be candid with you, I, I think they felt that this was a game for Romeo and Naismith to, to actually make an impact. Uh, I mean, I think Romeo played like over twenty minutes, and Naismith. 
I think he was out there for like 12 or 13, something like that. Uh, but while he was out there, he didn't really do much. I mean, Naismith, his plus minus was a, you know, a Mendoza line zero. Uh, didn't help or hurt you. And Romeo had the worst plus minus of the team, minus 11. This yeah, I think, I think. Guys, had Sherrod, are you try? Are you guys, are you guys? What do you mean? Yeah, I know, but <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Look, I think I, – I honestly think Brad Stevens, like, heading into this game, when you look at those, those weapons, those guys, whether it's Grant Williams or, or, you know, not even Grant. You know what? Let's use Shemmy Ojale and Romeo, Romeo Langford, right? Those two in particular. I, I thought this was a game that sh- – this should have been, like – this it should have been like chicken soup for the for the for the d- defensive soul. All right, you got you got a bunch of G leaguers out there. What are they average? Twenty years old. That was the average of this Oklahoma City Thunder team, and they just didn't rise to the challenge. You know, I I thought they got punched in the mouth, and when when they established the three point shot, they started attacking the rim. I mean, again, too many uncontested layups to the rim where guys were just essentially not even touched, even in that final minute. And I thought that this was a game for both of those guys to just show their uh, defensive prowess against these guys. Should have been. It should have been. Or at least just show some energy. Maybe we saw a little bit down the stretch. uh, Neesmith finally got on the board with that little floater that reminded me somehow – reminded me of uh, the the rookie over in in, in Detroit, Sadiq Bay. But, you know, that's just – that's just me, man. I, I keep thinking about what could have been, but at the same time, I, I mean, yeah. regardless, you put Sadiq Bay on this team, it's not like they're, they're much better. So, you know. Well, serious question. I mean, it's funny because I saw, I think Ringer did a, did a lottery redraft, um, and naturally, you know, well, of course, Lee Smith wasn't a top 14 pick, but there were set, I think there were six players drafted below him, below, not in the lottery, who leapt into the lottery. My question right now, if you redrafted the whole first round, is Aaron Neesmith the first rounder or Romeo? Are they first? Yeah. You think so? Still? Yep. Both. Absolutely. Well, here's, here's the thing. With, with Neesmith, I don't think we've seen enough to know one way or the other whether this guy is a bust. And he's shown enough effort and just flat-out ability to where – was he one of the top 30 players coming into the draft? I, I think so. Uh, Romeo, I, I'm much more bullish on him. Uh, than Naismith right now just because Romeo has shown the ability to do something that I didn't expect, and that is defend. He's he's a pretty damn good man-to-man defender. Um, not great. Not he's out, smart, he's outstanding. He's an outstanding. On the, on the John, on, on the, the John Zanis scale of defense, he's, uh, he's a Hall of Famer, obviously. But uh, for the rest of us, he's pretty damn good. Naismith hasn't done that, hasn't shown that yet. I'd and rather him stick a guy than I'll tell you right play. now. I'd rather him stick a guy than Jalen right now. Not even Whoa. close. Not even close. With that, what's up, guys? Wow. What's up, Jimmy? What's up, Jimmy? I'm taking Neesmith over Romeo. Romeo just looks like a cardboard cutout of like any 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 old person. He doesn't really do. Put it this way. I don't trust his offense in the least bit. I don't know if he has an offensive bone in his body where at least I can see Neesmith coming around screens and just draining threes. So I'm taking Neesmith well, over well, Romeo right now. Let me know right when now. that happens. Cause I, cause I've it happened last game. I haven't seen the... Wow. He drained a couple of them last game. I know that for a fact. And I'm not saying he's there yet. I'm just saying I've at least seen signs that it's there. And they weren't saying anything about Romeo's shot coming out of college, at least you have some 
you have something to fall back on that that shows you that Neesmith can actually get hot from you know he's got a he's got a shot. And I haven't, show seen, me, I just baby. haven't seen it with Romeo. Show me, baby. Yeah, I haven't seen it with Romeo yet. I'm show, Romeo? Romeo needs to show me something. Romeo's he's not. No, he's no, never he's... gonna be a shooter. No, but he is going to be, and he already is a, a decent defender. And I think he's gonna only get better. That's his role. That's the role that he's gonna have to Fine, play. Fine, he'll just he's gonna you know, have to be a defender. But he's a D, so he's not a, he's a three and D guy without the three. So he's really not used. I mean, you can only you can only do, you're only gonna be used so much in the NBA if you're just a zero on offense. Well, you know what, Naismith is a shooter who doesn't shoot, so I'm not really sure that's helping a whole lot. He's a shooter who's not allowed to shoot and never gets an opportunity to shoot. No, oh, but oh, one, one oh, of, I, that's mm-mm. one of the things that Naismith did. <laughs> he's got man of open look. No, we mentioned we saw it last game. He's a rookie. Open looks. One of the things he's doing a little. One of the things he's doing a little better. He's one of the things he's doing a little better right now that he wasn't doing early in the year. Naismith is um, moving to a spot where he can actually get the ball. Um, he was always just standing. It felt like in the wrong place at the wrong time, and and that's one of the reasons he wasn't getting the ball. But he's done a couple of things where he's just kind of moved into a passing lane, come up out of the corner he did last game where Jalen got stuck in the air with nowhere to pass, and he came out of the corner to a place where he could catch it and shot it. He's actually doing a couple things there. He's just got to get to his spots better uh, so he can get you know so he can get the ball and let it fly. Uh, so little baby steps with him. I, I agree with Sherrod. Like, I, I, you, need a, you, you can't make a judgment on him until next year. Um, so I, it's, it, I, I think it's not fair. But he looks, he looks lost. He looks like the game is, is moving 1,000 miles an hour for him still. You know who looked really season. good tonight? Who looked good? Pritchard. Pritchard. We did. never talked about him at all yeah, he on, did. The, on the Garden Report tonight. We didn't because we were so mad at the team. But Pritchard was ridiculous. To, look, the best thing about Pritchard is he's one of the Play few him. guys. But he's the only, how many guys on this team, when they're fully healthy, create their own shot? Outside Four. of Jalen and Jason. Outside, <laughs> outside of the guys who do it, not many. Outside of Jalen and Jason, it's really Pritchard. Is Pritchard number Pritchard. three on that <laughs> list in terms of in terms of ability to create his own shot? Yeah. yeah well, and Kemba. Kemba when he's healthy. Yeah, Kemba when he's healthy. Yeah, that's why I said four. He's the fourth one. Pritchard's the fourth. I don't know what and Kemba, he does right. Pritchard's like, the at all. So right. it's not him. That's a huge skill. For a, as yeah. a guy that size to be able to get his shot off as much and, as he and does, and and it's like what I said in the in the group chat, right? Like if he once he starts to finish, like you, you saw the frustration that he that he expressed uh, when he almost got the, the the layup to go when he when he absorbed the contact. Like I just think it's only a matter of time before he's going to really ice that down to where it's just going to be automatic. Whether he's finishing, you know, with easy layups at the attacking the rim the way he does. Or getting to the free throw line, and that's just going to make him uh, a double digit scorer for sure, and, and, and potentially one of those guys that you can rely on for 15, 16 points if he's getting to the free throw line six or seven times a game. But of course, this is down the road, right? It's not going to happen tomorrow. So I just don't uh, see him ever being a 15, 16 point per game scorer. I'm sorry. Whoa. I'm what? Sorry. You don't he, think so, Sean? Are you kidding me? He's going to average I at just, least two or three three pointers in his career. Yeah, well, you just got again, Joe Sway. I mean, DJ's upset. I yeah, 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 he unmuted himself. I'm sorry. DJ's, DJ's like, <laughs> I'm yo, sorry. All right, well, hold on. DJ's dying to get in here. Go, yeah, go, I'm go. I'm sorry, but Let's no, go, like to, to be honest, Peyton Pritchard has probably been one, one, been most of one of my consistent offensive players throughout the whole year. 
especially off the bench. Like, he provides solid minutes. Like, every time he's in there, he's always providing 110% energy at the best of his ability. He's always driving to the lane. He's trying to find those lob passes to Rob when Rob is coming off the bench at one point. Like, I, I would say Payton Pritch is easily going to be a 13, 14, maybe 15 player easily off the bench. Eat, mm, eat it, Sherrod. Low Suck teens. Low teens. And yeah. DJ, I know you jumped in on that Pritchard <laughs> thing, but what, DJ, what did you initially want to talk about when we first brought He's it? like, no, I'm yeah, done. I, I, I just, I, I wanted to bring up the idea of <laughs> questioning Brad rotations and the idea of what, subbing... what rotations. Well, anyway, well go for, ahead. for example, like, <laughs> let's just sit there and say like Pritchard that. being. Ugh. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> I, 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 I really wanted to say that, you know, um, he started semi Ojale tonight, who um, went in for the first five minutes of the first half and didn't play the rest of the half. Then he started him the second half, played three minutes, and then he didn't play for the rest of the game. And it, maybe my question is, is like, maybe it, it's why is it that Brad Stevens is still trying to experiment at this point in the year when he should know who's going to give you quality minutes or not? Is, is my question. Well, I, that's, I think that, that's the problem. He doesn't know because he there's no there aren't enough guys that have played consistently enough to where he can recognize who can give him quality minutes. That's why he keeps just kind of throwing you know lineups together, hoping that something sticks. I mean, this guy, this has got to be frustrating as hell uh, as a coach to have a roster that you have been with this long and you literally have no idea what the hell you're going to get. Forget about from one game to the next. You don't know what you're going to get from one possession to the next. With these guys. I mean, one minute, Romeo Langford is looking like all-NBA defensive player. The next minute, has no idea what the hell he's doing. Uh, same thing goes for Grant Williams, you know, uh, Shimmy. You start going down the line. And that, to me, is the maddening part about this team. There is no type of rhythm to how they play. They can, they look really good at, in stretches. They look completely close in others. And there's some, some degree of that with every team. But it seems that the swing with this team is ridiculously wild in those two areas. Just want to uh, point out real quick uh, before we, before we, and totally co-sign, Sherrod. Uh, before we bring in more people, um, make sure you mute yourself when we bring you out here onto the stage, um, and uh, we will call on your name uh, once you know at, at some point mute or another. Yourself. Yeah, but just mute yourself if you guys don't mind so we don't get any feedback while everyone else here is talking. I'm going to bring sure back. You, make sure you follow me so that I'll give you a gem. Follow Jimmy. Give us gems. Give us follows. I'm bringing gem for in, a gem. I'm bringing in Bussy. <laughs> Yo, hold on real quick, though. Bussy, Bussy did, you, did you have something playing in the back before we brought you in? Is that why, was that, was that just like your subtle hint to, like, yo, turn that ish off? <laughs> I think you did, too. Bussy, this was yeah. Bus Bus. This used to be Bus Bus. He changed his name. Uh, I see you, you Bussy. Him, you made him change his name. Damn, John. I did nothing. But Bussy, Bussy, fire Bussy. away. Um, I just want to say, like, thinking back, like, when did, did the Celtics ever have a chance to, like, get Thibodeau? Like, I don't know. Like, looking at the Knicks, <laughs> I don't know. Looking at the Knicks. Is Bussy, Bussy, like, doing some math. He's like, oh, everybody get Brad out of here. Like, get Brad out of here. Like, what like, could have been? Do you see the Knicks right now? Like No, but Thibodeau's, <laughs> Thibodeau's a great example of it doesn't work out always somewhere, but it sometimes does work out in a different place with different people. Like, Brad, mm -hmm. th this, might, this might be where you're at here with Brad, 
And so when people are looking at replacements, it may be a guy who didn't work out somewhere else, but it might work out here. You don't really know. Yeah, situational. But, I don't know. But, but yeah, what do you t- think? You'd Tibbs play. is coaching guys who are at a completely different – like the Knicks are the exact perfect example of a team that came into the year – Nobody believed in them. They had no expectations, and they outplayed. They outplay, and they outhustle, and they outwork everybody. And that used to be the Celtics. Now the Celtics are entitled, and they don't even. I don't even know if they just. Maybe they just don't take coaching. And like Tibbs is the type of coach that he's all up in your face. He wants you to play tough defense and all the great things that that we want you know teams to do. But like like John just said, a lot of teams don't. A lot of players, maybe young players, don't respond to that because they're used to just relying on their offense. They don't want to buy into the defense. So when you jump on a team like the Knicks with a bunch of misfits and Julius Randle, you know, they're much more willing to buy into what the coach is saying because they want to they want to play. They want to succeed. They want to stay in the league. Anyways. Uh, so, Bussy, you, you, you would prefer tips to Brad is what you're saying? And Brad got to go. And his time, his time, his time should be up now. He, 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 those two players, those two wings is just like, they stars. They like, they, they, he, <laughs> He he's good at developing young players, and you know, look, look at what the um the the Nets did. They 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 fired the same the, um Kenny, and they got their superstars, and they brought in a great coaching staff with like players, coach, and like like I I don't know this team this team is bad roster it's terrible. Ugh yeah thanks man. Oh sorry I cut him off by accident. Sorry Bussy, you can jump back in there at some point. I'll try to get to you. Um, yeah, I, I, Bussy's at a loss for words. The, the 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 Brad discussion continues on. Um, uh, let's bring in Kess. Kess, what's up? Hey, um, I called last time um, talking about Brad. Um, attitude reflects leadership. Yes, and I say that all the time. All the time. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> that's a gem for Kess. Yep. I, 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 pre- I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, he really does say that all the time, Jim. Jimmy, that, yeah. that's like that's your line, man. You... That's my line, baby. Keep keep it going, Kess. I like. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, let him talk, Jimmy. Damn. Yo, I just muted myself. Goodman said that he trade Jalen for Bradley Bill. But so he comes here. He's with his best friend. But then his best friend says, you know what? I don't want to play for Brad anymore. So what does that leave us as a team? Uh, we call that work. You have Jalen Brown. You have Jalen Brown, who actually wants to be here. We have two thoroughbreds who want to be in Boston. We have never been a, a, a team or a town that players just flock to. I don't believe that Brad has maximized the talent that we have on this team. And the more and more I hear people get emotional about him leaving, possibly, or being fired, it blows my mind when we're very comfortable being critical about young men in their 20s, granted they're being paid millions of dollars, Right. But very critical during a pandemic when we know for a fact that one of our our star player, the people that the people are saying could possibly be an MVP um, is having breathing issues. We want to go at him, but we don't really want to go at Brad. And when I say go at Brad, I mean specifically talk about this man not being the coach. This whole idea that we can't bring somebody else in until, unless we or I myself have a, an option. I brought up Sam Cassell a, a couple of ga- uh, games ago when I called in. That's not my job. I got a job. You know what I'm saying? I work from nine to five. You know whose job that is? Danny Ainge's job. He gets paid millions of dollars to do that job. That's not my job. I really don't want to even hear that as a conversation anymore. That's stupid of me. 
right? So we're talking about how frustrated we are as a fan base about this team, but we're not willing to put the onus where it needs to be. He is the leader of this team, his voice. He's the one that sets the tone, simple and plain. You go down to Miami, you know what, exactly what Riley's doing. You look, what, look what the Lakers are doing now. Doesn't that piss y'all off? I mean, being from Boston, I live in the D.C. area. I got to hear cats from New York. I got to hear cats from L.A. talk about their teams, knowing damn well that we got more pedigree than they ever would. But, hey, our, people don't want to come to our team, and yet we got these two thoroughbreds. We have talent that wants to be here. We know we got J, um, Jalen Brown for a steal. I mean, who's going to deny that? So I, Goodman didn't really – he wasn't feeling Jalen Brown. Okay, Tatum was his guy. I get it. But, sir – Come on now. So you're telling me Bradley Bill, who was a couple years older, who just recently evolved this game to the point it is now, you're telling me Jalen can't do that? You want to put money down on that? If you want to put bread down on that? So in my mind, let's stop with the silliness. Let's do what other teams have done. Let's look at Atlanta. Let's, let's look at Golden State. Let's look at Tampa back when, when, when they lost, when, when, when Gruden took over that team. I mean, what are we talking about? Let's move this man out the way. And see what happens with this team. We have talent. Yes, it's top heavy, but it seems that they have no talent. We just lost one today. I'm done. So I'm legit ready to let you do the rest of the show. Thank you, sir. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how you uh, throw gems, but let me throw some gems at this guy. How do you throw do some gems. Minus the minus the plosives. We had some popping there on the microphone. That was the best. That's the best. We got, I'm here for that. That's, that's as, we got to get like Kess the, uh, yeah. the the microphone. Um, shield that you put the shield yeah. you put over the microphone to get but, him back on the show, but yeah, he, well, he's all, he got me fired up. So I knew as soon as I'm, said freaking, I'm standing up, I'm I'm like standing and pacing now. I'm so fired up. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it. And he he makes some good points. I mean, you got you got two you get two thoroughbreds here. Figure out a way to make it work. That's what it, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I I don't I I, just, I want to clarify just I, I the Goodman thing. I really think he's saying is. Um, more of if you can if you can move him for a guy like Beal, I think that's an upgrade. Plus, you might need to just make the change because whatever it is isn't working. I don't think he's down on Jason per se, but he's definitely not as high on him as other people are. Uh, but I, I'm with I, you know I'm with Cass and everybody else who says like I just don't see a way that it isn't Brad because I just don't see an option of doing anything else big here. That that moves the needle, and Sherrod said all the right things. Like you get some tough guy, maybe if you roll, if you run it back with this team and Brad, then you need some tough guys or some tough assistants or something. But you need somebody. You need. I mean, but I, I you know who's I got my it, vote for coach Cass. I know he's got a job, but shit, he could probably do it with that type of a leader, that type of motivational. We could do Cass. Uh, let's try Will. Um, I just brought Will on the stage. Will, um, are you there? Will Vincent. No, we'll try to get back to Will. Um, I, I, would, let's try... I wouldn't want to go after Kess either. Let's try Johnny. Johnny Montenegro. That's a pretty cool name. Nobody's down? Wow. Kess has shut it down. Guys. Yeah, man. He was the mic and it's a tough act to follow. It's a tough act to follow. We'll try Will again. Will, did you make it back? Yeah. I made it back, bro. I just wanted to say one. What's hey, going man, on, man? Hey, we're glad to have you. Just wanted to say. What, you in the shower or something, man? 
I was, bro. I, was <laughs> I knew it. I was like, there's okay. a lot. There's a lot of echo, dude. <laughs> this dude. This dude's no, Jimmy. Up. Jimmy. Jimmy's got to call him out. Go ahead. Well, he's probably. He was probably. I'm, I'm gonna just say this real quick and just get up out of here. I just want to let y'all know y'all going way too. I'm, I'm gonna be right here at the at the playoffs when it, when Celtics are in the final round Eastern Conference. Wow. Western Conference champions. I'm telling you, y'all are sleeping on this team. There's a lot of stuff that's going on on this team, and y'all have a lot of faith. And I understand why, because these are serious blows that we're taking. But y'all have to say a little stronger, man. I didn't even bring y'all up. Brad has been bringing us the Eastern Conference finals how many times? And this year, as you can't give him a break for one year? That's just kind of wild to me. Y'all have, like, no patience with this guy, man. Well. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Well, I like this because we don't we don't have enough of it, so we need someone to counterbalance all the negativity. I so, I, so I appreciate that. Well, but, I got a question for you. But Jimmy, go, what do you yeah. like about this year? What do you like about this year? What's something that you can that you can hang your hat on and build off of from this year? There's nothing I like about this year when it comes to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is just... What do you like? Literally nothing. Okay, okay, no, See that magic <laughs> trick? I don't know. That's gonna work in the playoffs. Listen, listen, listen. I actually think. I actually think. We've seen a whole progression when it comes to Jalen Brown and Jason Taylor. So I think we know that these guys are bona fide now. Where at first it was just like, oh, we should trade, probably trade them. Nah, I feel like y'all know that these these are the guys. And, and I just feel like you just can't. A pandemic is, is a pandemic, man. I just need y'all to understand that. A lot of people, I, I, I work in a hospital. I've seen people fighting. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's real, man. COVID is not a joke. Fournier looking like trash out there, but it's like you can't really even blame him right now. Jason Tatum wasn't looking good when he came back from COVID. I'm just saying, y'all got to give this team like, – I heard Jason Tatum say in the interview, he has complete faith in this team, and, I, and and he doesn't have a lot to work with when it comes out, outside the bench, yes. But I do think, like, we should have won it last year when we went when against Miami, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't feel like this team is just <laughs> not being able to compete. And not able, I, I think it's just uh, – very shitty year, just being real. I just think you got to give it – check out the playoff season, how everyone just taps in. I, I think they do – they've been underdogs this whole time. Like, Brad seems to break this team – make this team relevant, like, relevant type stuff. Because what – everyone was doing Jalen Brown when he came in. They didn't say no one, no one was giving him anything. And now they're actually – you know what I'm saying? We're, we're being hard on them because now we have these great expectations. But we got to remember where we started from, y'all. Like, we are – we – this team has always been like kind of an underdog, and now I feel like you just gotta give it, give them a chance just to at least this year because it's a pandemic, man. It's a pandemic, and your star player has you know what I mean? like y'all touched on. Man, so well, yeah, that might that might save breast even. Well, what you take home some some drugs from at the hospital, for, man? You're going 100 uh, miles an hour here. Hey, at least for one. Not me. He's probably waiting for a while. Yeah, I can tell. I've been hearing y'all, man. Well, well. Real, so you, you want to give the season a mulligan is what you're saying. You want to bring them back. Bring it all yes. back. Man, just give, just give it. I just say, we let, let's not be, okay, I understand the losses are sad. Like, okay, see, come on, man. Like, come on. That's sad. But what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is, let's just, let's just give it, give it a little second because it's a pan, like, it's a pan. That might save Brad another year. I mean, yeah, but, hey, it I could happen. For one more year. For a, a lot of a lot a lot of people. I mean, 
the Clippers, the the Clippers certainly felt the the, the backlash after after Doc got fired, you know, because of COVID. And it, Brad could get that, you know, one That's year, true. one more year pass. But here's my, here's my, here's my, here's what I'm afraid of. Will, what, what's, who's to say? And I said this before, like, who's to say those two superstars a year from now, or maybe ten months from now, won't say, you know what? I don't know if Brad's the guy. Like he's got to go, right. you know. But are, are you are you willing I mean, to say let, one, let, just let, one more year, Will? One like, more year. I'm one say, more. Sheer talent. Will, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> no, Will, this is good stuff. But I do think you're kind of the you're, you're you're dueling with the idea that you think that they're going to make the finals, but you're also excusing their performances so far this year because of because of the pandemic and because of all the other things. Like maybe <laughs> may, maybe we're being too harsh on them, and it isn't time to blow it up next year yet. Because of all the reasons you said, but I don't see how this team's getting past the first round. They're also all dealing with the same <laughs> pandemic. I know some, it hurts yeah. some teams more than others, but it's the same. Like, not for sure. It's, it's complications going on with are. with the league. Like, I mean, I'm sure like they they have to jump through hoops to play these games. I'm sure that they're they're going through a lot emotionally, but every team is. So, like, I understand where you're coming from, Will, and I'm sure that. A lot of GMs and everyone's going to take that into consideration when they make their offseason decisions. Yeah. But it doesn't fully excuse the Celtics for for you know what's kind of gone on this season. That, but that it, was it's great. a factor. Great, a couple great friggin' great, great 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 call. I didn't think I didn't think that the last caller could could. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a great backup to that call. Oh, uh, we've had a couple couple gems here, and we haven't even had Dudley on yet. <laughs> you guys great. are clowning for the for, for the for the bathroom set. No, man, he was ripping it. That was phenomenal. Um, let's bring in uh, Karen. All right, guys. Um, I just got to say, I don't know how anybody could be backing up Brad Stevens right now. Like, if you really think about it, the last Here three Karen. years, the last three years, this year included the Kyrie year, last year, and this year, he's underperformed. Period. Like the Kyrie year, we lost the same way we lost against who did we play? Um, Miami. Mm-hmm. That why are we losing to Miami like that? That's Brad Stevens' fault. Why is he letting Smart shoot that much? And twenty-two shots in the last game against Miami. That's Brad Stevens because he loves Smart so much. I don't get that. Like that. Makes I wish no I could sense. give Karen some gems right now because she's speaking truth, y'all. No, Me but too, that's yeah. Brad Stevens. Yeah. How's that not yeah. Brad Stevens? He has underperformed for the last three years. And you want to know what? Hayward's gone right now because Marcus Smart's shooting too much and he felt underutilized. And he even lost his, oh, he even yeah. left his, okay, his, 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 his father. He left his father because freaking Smart's shooting too much. Like, I just don't get it. Like, Brad Stevens is the problem. Why is Jason Tatum not shooting the first half of games? That's Brad Stevens. How's that not Brad Stevens? Why is he not encouraging him to shoot? Why is Jalen Brown not shooting the second half of games? <laughs> Karen, Why is Jalen Brown not Karen shooting the, the second half of games? Gun, 
squads doing the night boys. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but seriously, how is this not Brad Stevens' fault? This is all Brad Stevens' fault. And then everybody's all like, oh, yeah, Kyrie was right about, um, what do you call it? What, Kyrie was right about Jalen and Jason and they're soft and all this stuff. Kyrie is so lucky that James Harden came and rescued him because if he left, what is his name, Durant, by himself to go off and have a mental breakdown, he <laughs> left him. He left him. If it wasn't for James Harden, Kyrie would be getting it from everybody right now. Yeah. Like, like, he literally, he never, like, and y'all saying that Kyrie is like... no. Nah. It's a mess. I, it's, it's all Brad Stevens. All the good players leave because of Brad Stevens. Like there's no, and then people. But Brad seems Trey, like such a good guy, though. No, Karen. I, I, Karen, well, I hold agree. on. Though. Let me ask. Let me ask everyone I do this question. Say, Karen, How many times I, that, do players even say, "Hey, you know, but Brad's gonna do this," or you know what? Yeah, we played bad today, but. I, I believe in Brad. Like no one ever how, says that. How? 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 No one. No done? player ever says that. Every no, we're week. agreeing with you, Karen. They don't back him up anymore. They don't back. Right. They haven't they done it all season. They never back him up. They used to. They Remember, we were asking time. this like months ago, right? Like, like we were Karen like, said, like yeah, Jimmy, said, a few years ago, before, they did. We brought this ago. up before you guys joined uh, when Sherrod and I were talking earlier in the room. Same exact point, Josue here. That they used to do it a ton, and you don't hear it anymore. Because there's no reason to. After like, a loss to the um to the uh, Wizards like a few months ago, it was like a Sunday game. We were like, I'm want to interest. I'll be interested to see if if they like because that's what everyone was really getting on Brad during that moment. And I didn't really hear a whole lot of support after that. Yeah, or, or since Karen, well, the other thing not, you said I mean, with the players. Go ahead, Sharad. Sorry. I mean, yeah. I mean, at that point, it, it makes sense not to not to get behind that behind him then because I mean, they sucked ass that game bad. Um, and to and the, he my always point moves is, the same way. Even the uh, last game against Charlotte, like yeah, once, we were, right. once we got down in the fourth quarter, what did Kemba start doing? He start chucking threes. Every time we start losing, we start pan- panicking and chucking threes. And Brad does nothing about it. Every single right. time, when I'm we lost in eighteen or whatever against LeBron, what did they do? They just started chucking threes all over the place. Yeah, Why Tatum is he allowing them too. to do that? Like, no, I don't that's get it. Hold, it's not only on. the it's not only the people shooting, Karen. It's the people who aren't shooting, like you said. Like, how many that, how many times they get in a late game situation and Jalen and Jason don't touch the ball? That's what uh, I'm saying. That's coaching. Yeah, Marcus Smart feels like he can shoot. Why? Because Brad Stevens loves and trusts him too much. Stop no, because they don't listen. They don't listen to him. No, it's just, he don't have no control over nobody, and he don't know what to do. And everybody thinks he does. He knows, <laughs> and 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 Jimmy says this all the time. He's like he's a floor raising razor, but he's not a ceiling razor. Like I agree with that so much. Like he don't know what to do when a star comes around. Thank you, Karen. He, just, he literally just like crumbles up into a ball and don't know what to do is like, okay, you try to do something now. Okay, your turn. That's why they play so much isolation. <laughs> because you don't know what to do with them. Seriously, I don't know how to give I don't know how to give gems. I want to give them all away. You double right tap. Now. You gotta double tap the uh the icon. That's all. Oh, got one. There you go. Wait, wait, wait. You're trying to tell me that you've never given a gem before, John? I didn't know how. I've been giving you gems this whole damn time, bro. Oh, I'll give you a couple. <laughs> You can only give one every five minutes. Okay, well, boomers, I can, man. I control. I control. Freaking boomers. <laughs> I control the you know, speakers. Jimmy, so, Jimmy yeah. researched this shit. Like, <laughs> no, I asked rules. the chat the once. I was like, "Yo, how do I give a how do I give a gem?" And the chat, chat, the chat hooked me up. So in other okay. words, there was a point where you didn't know how to do that shit too, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, d- day one, minute one. 
Oh, yeah, right. it was mad dense no, being tossed across the room. Listen, I gotta get my ice. My you know, team. I gotta, I gotta look iced up. So I'm, I'm getting my gems up. Karen is, I think Karen's leading in the gem war here. As yeah. she should. She just, <laughs> she yo, we, I think we've, we've had a Hall of Fame string of. <laughs> this of, is incredible. Yo, and in whoever we could go guy, home right who's now. Who's that guy who <laughs> came up with that West guy gym. or best or whatever? Kess? Kess. Yeah. Kess was Kess great. And then, and then Will from the shower. Yeah. Right. Will from the shower and then Karen. This is, this is freaking gold. <laughs> um, Yo, Kess really got me. See, Kess should be the coach. Oh, see what OKC got me fired lost to OKC, A loss to OKC, I think, is what got a lot of people fired up too. I it mean, is. That I'm gonna say much worse. This is the it's this is the most crowded the, room we've had two, outside. It's of per- the two losses yeah. in a row. It's the Charlotte loss and this loss put together. It makes no sense because the Charlotte loss, we had our literally our whole team and we lost by like 25. That's just as bad as losing to mm. OKC. And that was effort too. You I had, think it you was had worse. Charlotte whipping the ball around all game. They had like uh, like an NBA record in assists practically, and the Celtics were just standing there, standing around watching them whip the ball around and score on. I, I thought the Charlotte, I thought the Charlotte loss was worse for what Karen just said. Your whole friggin' mm-hmm. team, the whole friggin' team was there, and you got run off the court uh, for right. a team that, for, and, and a team, a team had thirty nine assists against you. Without their two best playmakers, I mean that was a disgrace. That game, it, 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 I mean, just an absolute disgrace. So yep. yeah, this is the worst two game stretch of the season. Karen, thank you. We, we please, if is this? Do you come on this show and just not talk? And why don't you talk? No, it's not that. <laughs> I, I, no, I literally, I just, um, I just started listening to this like two. This is my second time. That's all right. That's all right. Awesome. You can say it. She didn't want to say it. She Perk, didn't like when Perk went on, I was like, oh, I gotta check it out. So I, I, I listened to that one, and then yeah. this game, I was just so upset that I yeah. like came and tried so to. That's why everyone's in here, Karen. That's that's yeah. awesome. No, it is because everyone's venting. Thank you, Karen. Tell all your friends. Thanks, too, Karen. Honestly. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Uh, no, that this was great. great. <laughs> a lot of venom. Can you can't argue with any of it though? That's what's so funny is like you know I would I wish Bobby was there to listen to Karen um, and and try to defend Brad in that sense because it, you have the Brad is the great coach and he's untouchable crowd and then you have some people who just are like what does he do you know like mm, and, and I don't listen. know I don't know John. I think Bobby's turning Bobby did turn a little but you know what yeah. I mean is you have the people he got who... bit it's like in the walking dead you know he got bit he's, he's gonna turn soon <laughs> <laughs> it's happening it's happening you know sooner or later he's gonna turn he got bit <laughs> he got bit someone bit him or did he get did he gets the walking the dead or a bite the scratch or a bite I don't know one of the two uh both I think <laughs> Both. <laughs> Bobby, I think that's why Bobby took tonight off. He's like tonight he got bit. Yeah. He's slowly right, realizing both. what 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 they're doing to him. He needed to step away for. All right. Normally we don't need to ask Dudley to step up his game, but we're gonna have to ask Dudley to step up his game tonight because um, uh, there's, there's there's he's got he's got a tough act to follow. What's up, Dud? <laughs> What's going on? Good night, everybody. <laughs> What up, Dud? Just before midnight. What up? All right. So, so let's go back. Um, first of all, John's right. Uh, Charlotte's lost worse than tonight. Let's put things in perspective. We lost the game, albeit to the Thunder, for every rightful reason why you guys said Thunder is trash. Why are we losing to the Thunder? But we literally lost like the entire team. 
Jalen Brown played great. Pritchard played good. The rest of the team is doo-doo anyway. We, 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 we knew this before the game. Folks, relax. Everybody. Now you all of a sudden people going crazy. Fire Brad. Trade Jalen. Folks, relax. I know it was a bad loss. You didn't like it. You didn't like being losing to the Thunder. I get it. But 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 look at the Warriors right now. Look at the Warriors. The Warriors stink too. Right? Warriors don't look pretty good. And 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 Steve Kerr, his job is okay because at the end of the day, the NBA is not the NFL. I know the the coaching has some accountability to it. But the reality is most of us, the reason why we want to fire Brad isn't just because of this season, but it's coming off of the loss. If we lost the Milwaukee last year in the bubble versus Miami, people would have been a little bit okay with the loss. I think because of last year and the loss that we had to Milwaukee, now everything got kind of skewed. And then, like my man Will said, golly, folks, it's COVID, man. We're we in the middle of a damn pandemic. Like, take a chill pill. Everybody going crazy or fire Brad Stevens and all the Fred, Brad, listen, <laughs> oh my goodness. Brad Stevens, albeit, you know, has has done so much with so little. Blame the players. Blame the players. Notice. Notice <laughs> like the stretch. Yeah. Notice the stretch where the Celtics started playing good. Wasn't it around the same time, finally, the Celtics started getting on ESPN first take, national media, and everybody was getting at them? Now everybody, now the Celtics players started getting sensitive, right? Sherrod talk, talking about Marcus Smart, and now all of a sudden, Marcus Smart, all of a sudden, starts getting healed, right? All of a sudden, he starts playing well. All of a sudden, his defense starts picking up. Don't you realize that that stretch all, all of a sudden correlated with the same time that they felt a lot of internal pressure? I want to put the onus on the play. That's the reason why Charlotte's uh, um, game was was the worst loss, because it was on them. Stop blaming Brad, who, who's, who's with us with IT, doing something with nothing. Look at the roster we have. Nobody's blaming Danny. Look at the roster that we have. Taco Fall, okay? Carson Edwards, okay? Look, Cornet. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. That's the Romeo Langford. <laughs> That's the end. Aaron Neesmith. <laughs> Simi Ojale. <laughs> are you not, kidding me? Not a good night. And you guys are blaming Brad. You guys are throwing Brad under the bus for the, the for, for for Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Time Lord, and a bunch of NIT All Stars. Are uh, you right, well, kidding on. me? But Delhi, Delhi, I'm not blaming Brad. Okay, it's not his fault, but the players. They gave up on him. It, it, okay, you want to put the you want to put the fault on the players? Sure. Okay, but it doesn't change the fact that they need a voice in that new. They need a new voice in that. They need a new voice in that. God, it's the same pattern, man. You want to blame the you want to blame the players? I blame them too because they get, maybe they're checking out too easily. It's but it's the same pattern. Not it's the same. Like no matter how you how you call it. So give a little bit of blame. I'm not listen. 
I thought Goodman said it perfectly today. He said it perfectly. This doesn't mean Brad doesn't doesn't belong in the NBA. He'll have a list of teams calling him. You know, it's it's fine. He just just might not be able to reach these. This marriage isn't working. It's time for a divorce, Dudley. Now, not right now. Not right now. In a year. In a year. In a year. In a year where where your players got COVID, the, the 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 Celtics alone. The number one team affected with COVID. All right, the clock's ticking. I'm not saying right now. The clock's ticking. In 10 months, or whatever you want, the clock's ticking. Everybody in the chat wants to this is gonna... fire Brad Stevens. Fire Brad Stevens right now. I, he needs one more. It's on Danny. It's on Danny to figure out what he's going to do with a better bench. There's no way you can give Brad the type of team he needs, nor you need to give Jalen or Jason the, the comparable piece, pieces that they need in order for them to compensate to go forward. I'm not saying uh, Brad is the problem. Let me ask, let me ask you something. Aaron was, was true. You know, Marcus shooting up crazy shots, but right. I mean, yo, listen. It's on Danny. Guys, let me, let, remember let me ask you something. Like you said, right? That 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 stretch of games, obviously, the six game winning streak that was it two weeks ago or whatever it was, right? It seemed like okay, yeah, they they got all defensive. They started talking about them getting called out by the media, calling media members out by name, all that, right? And we love that because we saw the quick turnaround. You don't think any one of them heard a peep about the fire Brad Stevens Brad Stevens chant? But they, they don't want to talk about that, right, Dudley? No one addressed that, right? Okay. Not one single Celtics player addressed that, right? Because so, so. they, they, they don't defend him, Dudley. They don't, they don't defend, defend him his. They don't defend the leader. If you don't defend the leader, what does that tell you? You don't believe in the leader. You're, you're, you, you've toned out the leader. And still, I, I, to this day, not one Celtics player has said, has said a single positive thing or even mentioned Brad Stevens or, or the co- coaching staff or, you know, oh, the, we, we, we believe in these guys. Don't worry. Co- Brad Stevens is going to save us. Now, no, we, you, no, you 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 right, Joseph. Right? I mean, you're right. But we're also with these young kids, especially what I realized, with, especially with Jay, uh, Jason, they don't say much anyway. I mean, uh, every time that you hear J- Jason say anything about what the media is saying, is like, yeah, negativity. It is what it is. And he kind of like bottles it in. Yeah, he doesn't even really defend true. himself much. Let alone oh, no comment. Anybody no else. comment. So right, Dudley? He doesn't say anything about himself. Right. Well, he no doesn't say anything about Brad. You know what I'm saying? So it is what all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not saying that you can't fire Brad. I'm just saying, everybody, relax. Calm down. It is what it is. I know we, we, we headed for the, 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 the plane. Dudley, I know you don't live in Boston, but you understand that Boston isn't isn't really the relaxed, calm down I know. town and, and, type and of place, so, right? And so that's the problem because then all of a sudden I'm starting seeing we need to play like the Knicks. And I'm like, are are you you guys? Really? <laughs> yeah, you someone guys, said that. I almost said that. I mean, all of a sudden, can we get Tom Thibodeau? <laughs> well, guys, let's let's come on. I mean, let's put some perspective here. With all as, as well as the Knicks have been playing, they're on the same record as us. Let's keep things in perspective. Yeah, but they're overachieving and you're underachieving. That's the and thing. we're still this is in a disappointing the same place. It doesn't matter. You're when you go, you're not comparing yourself to the Knicks. You're comparing yourself to where this team, where you think this team should be. It's all and, about and, expectations. I mean, the Knicks, what they're doing, are playing way above. The Celtics are playing way below, and that's but and yet Dudley, your point is accurate. You're in the same place, but that's not a good thing. Uh, because that means you aren't where you should be. And people are looking for answers. They want to know why the hell are the Celtics playing below 
where they should be. And we've, we've talked about the players, we've talked about Danny, and we've talked about Brad. And all of those factors come into play. But ultimately, what's, the thing that disturbs me most about the players is that there's a disconnect between what they're doing from an effort standpoint and what, where they're at talent-wise. Like, they're not working nearly as hard as they should and are capable of. And part of that has to be that part of that has to fall on the shoulders of the coach. All of it, no. But some of it, absolutely. Because part of your job as a coach is putting your players in the best position to be the best they can be. And that's not happening. I mean, like, what near the end of the game, and you were Fournier is at the free throw line, and you need to get that missed rebound. You've got a seven foot two and a seven foot five guy on your roster. And they did the same thing that you and I were doing at that time. Watching the damn play, not on the court. That's not effort. That's not guys not playing hard enough. That's coaching. And that's where I think what's happening with this team now, you're seeing more and more of those type of situations happening that raise legitimate questions about the coaching. Does that mean Brad's a bad coach? No, but there are some decisions that he's making that are questionable before they're made and even more questionable after there's a lack of execution. And that's why. Brad has become such a hot topic of discussion. It's not so much about the winning. It's the decision-making that's going into yeah. and the non-decisions that are going into the outcomes of these games that Bre- people are starting to question. Let's break it down this way, and I'll ask you guys, and then we'll bring in a couple more people. We'll wrap it for tonight because we've been going for a bit. But I'll ask you guys because we've debated this before. You know, Brad Stevens, a hallmark of what he does is, you know, coaches young, you know, coaches young players up and uh, theoretically gets his teams to play uh, defense. And he's he's had good defensive teams. At this moment in time with this team, name a thing that Brad is, like, elite at, okay? Uh, (laughs) For real. Like, what what at this moment is Brad's coaching hallmark, okay? He's not not a great motivator. He's not a terrific in-game adjuster, okay? You can question his rotations. You can question some of his decision-making. Um... His team is currently not playing defense, and he's not a great offensive system coach. So what is it? We, we keep defaulting to this. Brad's obviously a top-five coach because somebody said it a while ago, and I've believed it ever since, without actually seeing whether or not it holds true. What is Brad at this moment in time excel at as a coach? ATO. Come on. That's Silence is deafening. But that's the thing. Nothing. You know the answer is nothing. That's why you asked it. But I mean, but that's you have to ask that question first. If you break down a basketball player, we could sit here and be critical of Jason Tatum for being sometimes sulky or relying on long distance twos. But you can also say, here's 15 things he does that are making him a really awesome player. Okay, at this moment in time, I'm not sure what it is you're leaning on with Brad. And, 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 and so that's the problem is you have to – you're assessing people constantly. Because you were doing one thing well one time doesn't mean you're still doing that. So at this moment mm-hmm. in time, I don't know what it is that Brad Stevens is doing that makes him an irreplaceable coach. When everyone's like, you can't fire Brad, I don't understand why the thinking – why that thinking is. I, I, I don't know that he's this only Brad Stevens can do what Brad Stevens does sort of coach. Uh, he's not untouchable and he's not infallible. And right now he's not doing anything at a plus level, I don't think. Cosine. I can't argue, I can't argue against that. 
So again, that's that that's kind of the tough reality of it. Is I I I think we're just we're conditioned to believe Brad is, you know, like I said, he had this kind of almost Belichickian sort of you know vibe to the way people talked about him, like he was a step ahead of everybody and kind of like you know this this savant. And I I just don't know anymore. I don't know. Um, Let's bring in. Help me here. Jujar? What up, Jujar? Yes, Jujar. Jujar, what's going on? Nailed it. So, I'm going to – part of me, I've been getting mad at, like, all the the fire Brad and, and trade Jalen talk. Not because there aren't better options out there possibly, but mostly because I think that the the large issue here with this team and even last year minus Hayward is the fact that the complementary pieces around – Jason and Jalen are pretty garbage. And I'll say it as an example tonight where our second best player on the court in Marcus Smart, the OKC Thunder were literally leaving him open on every single three-point attempt. And the problem is is that, yeah, Grant shoots 40% from three. Yeah, Ojale shoots 40% from three. But they shoot 40% on wide open shots. Yes, made that point last game. And the reality is that Jalen and Jason, if you look at the previous three championship teams, and I'll include the Nets in that, the way they have formulated their teams has been take your star players and put complementary pieces around them. The reality is that Kemba Walker isn't really a complementary piece to Jason and Jalen because he's an isolation player. That's his job. And we can't just ask him to be a catch and shoot. And so... What I'm looking for in the offseason is for Danny to make a couple of changes around the complementary pieces so that Jalen and Jason can kick out and have a guy like Casey Surround them with shooters. Kuzma level players who are capable of hitting at least contested threes and then also capable of making a contact layup. I don't know about you guys, but the amount of times I've gotten lost my mind over Ojale Grant and even Romeo at times missing layups that NBA players should be making is just ridiculous. And I think you have like three of the same guys that we keep just rotating in there. And only a, a person who does something over and over again and expects a different result, they're a fool. I mean, we got to change something and that from that aspect. And only that. I, then, if that doesn't work, then I agree. Let's look at a change in Brad and let's look at a pay, change in Jalen because – Thanks, Great Jujar. call. I mean, that I don't think they could uh, uh, it's a good choice to put the complementary players in place. I was talking about it more in the sense, where, but to Jajar's point, you might need to bring in t- certain... T- that can complement these players from an X's and, O's, X's and O standpoint too. Because you don't have the tradable assets. No. You don't. Um, I, I I do agree on that. That the, 
we the minor point about the open threes for thirty five. all day long they're just they're a team that likes to shoot for the team uh, I think that's as good a time as any uh, guys any final thoughts here and again um, it's Sherrod just wait like it um Hornets being, you know, an awful loss because they had a full roster. Let's let's take a crack at this tomorrow. We're going to wrap it for tonight. We had Jeff Goodman on tonight. He pissed a lot of people off. A little blood in the water here for everybody else. Um, uh, you know, and the, the carried over into the room. So, like, yeah. you know, even the way he pulled up was like that villain. I don't know. It was funny. The chair and everything. It was. Bill, get you on that. Yeah, it's funny. You're it's all. Good. You're just. He just. He gave it. <laughs> that's the like, way. That's the way I started my mind. What you guys? Do we know anything about Jalen Brown and his wrist after he fell on it? So.
See you dudes and girls. 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 See you dudes. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.